0: Hello everybody. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Podcast. My name is Ashley Matthews, I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity, and this is the third episode in our four-part Advent Reflection Series. We've been reading the Bible together each week, reflecting and praying as a means of marking time as uh, we make our way towards Christmas together. Today's passage comes from Isaiah 35, uh, verses 8 to 10. We'll read and then reflect and see what the Lord has for us. Isaiah 35, verse 8. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall stray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beasts come upon it. They shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Advent is, of course, a preparing season. Like Lent, these weeks are meant to help us pay attention, slow down, so that we don't miss the meaning and significance of what's ahead. And it's so hard. Because unlike the dark, slow weeks of February, during the season of Lent, December is, at least in normal times, full of so much activity. And I suspect that's, for many of us, still the case, even this year. So Christmas always comes, and it's great in its own way. Uh, It's the most wonderful time of the year, as they say. We all love the gifts, the jingles, the trees, the lights, it's magical. But I suspect that for many of us finding God and knowing exactly why it is that we rejoice as Christians, particularly in a culture that loves Christmas, might not always seem so clear. That's the purpose of Advent, to center our rejoicing on Jesus and the particular hope that he brings. So for example, The hope of Isaiah 35 comes in response to the darkness named back in Isaiah 9. That's a very familiar passage, probably. You'll recognize it when you hear it. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. To those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. A familiar Advent text. That light, referred to in the verse, comes, of course, because God has come, for unto us a child has been born, Isaiah 9 goes on to say. To us a son has been given. And this is described in poetic terms as a way out of darkness. According to the prophet, God's coming, his arrival in the exile and later in the birth of Jesus, signals a way out of the dark, a way forward. Those who were wandering, who felt lost, are now because God has come given a sense of direction, a purpose, and an aim, which would suggest that before he came, they lacked that direction and were more like people trying to feel their way through the dark. So maybe here's where we ought to ask ourselves a first question. Do you feel like you are lacking direction right now? Maybe a better question would be, do you have a sense of purpose Do you feel like you are making your way somewhere? Or do you feel lost? And maybe you resent the question because who really knows where their life is headed anyway? Fair, but try this. Who do you want to be? And today, do you have the sense that you are moving in that direction or not? The days of exile for Israel were dark days. It was a time of uh, profound disorientation, as they say, on so many levels, on every level. But there had been dark days before. Those weren't the first. The time of the Judges comes to mind, for example. Judges is a dark book, one of the hardest to stomach in all of the Bible. Those were the days before Israel had a king and in which, quote, everyone did what was right in his own eyes because there was no king yet to follow moses and joshua were both gone and israel struggled with their sense of identity they struggled to remember that they belonged to each other and to a story that was being told through them so they became increasingly tribal they became more fractured from one another they got further away from the memory of the exodus event that had brought them together in the first place and made them one people instead of many tribes. And I've been wondering if there isn't a correlation to our current moment. I wonder if when we are lacking direction, if we don't also have a tendency to default to doing what is right in our own eyes, to becoming increasingly tribal. Because it would appear that there's a fair amount of that happening in the world around us right now, even in the church. And it makes sense, right? I mean, when the lights go out and the path in front of you disappears, it's easier to scatter. At our worst, we can tend to an adopt an every man for himself mentality. The neighbor I can't see becomes more of a stranger in the dark. It's just harder to have trust. But families have a tendency to cling to one another in the dark. Rather than scatter, they become still. They want to hold on to each other and wait. And if they have to move, they figure out how to do it together. And so this raises a second question for reflection for me. Are there neighbors, friends, or family members who have become increasingly strange or estranged from you in this season? People you used to trust, but struggle to trust now. Maybe take some time to think about why that might be and then tell God why you think it is. And then, maybe more importantly, take some space to be quiet and to ask Him why it is. Just open your hands, your mind, and your heart and ask God, why? Why have I lost touch with these people? Is it the reasons that maybe I think it is, or could it be something else? Lastly, the verse we read says, A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return to Zion with singing. In this third week of Advent, we are called to rejoice. This past Sunday was Gaudete Sunday, Latin for rejoice. We're called to rejoice because we know that in Jesus we have been given our way forward. He comes, and because of his coming, we have a sense of direction and purpose. We are called to remember, to actively call to mind for ourselves and for each other that these are not the days of the judges. We have a king. We have shared stories of being saved by him, each of us our own exodus, but also the cross and the resurrection as our exodus. And in him, therefore, we have a light for our path. And I think the best way that we could choose to celebrate this week of Advent would be to take up the call to rejoice by choosing to cling to each other like family in the ways we can right now. To choose to listen to each other's stories to sing our songs together as we're able, to encourage one another instead of criticize. And in the season we're in, in the moment we're in, that may take some imagination on your part. We need God's help to figure out in this particular moment, in light of social distancing and quarantining and everything else, what does it look like to choose to cling to each other? But what a beautiful prayer, what a good question. To do this is a disciplined act of faith, because we know that where we are headed, our aim is Zion. And according to the prophet, when we arrive there, we arrive there together singing. So may it be so, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless each of you. Blessings on the remainder of your Advent season. We hope to see you on Christmas Eve. Amen.